Hi, my name's Paul. And I'm Rod. As well as a deep love for all things travel, combined we have more than 60 years experience in the travel industry. We've both held senior roles and travelled the globe. From some of the most remote parts of Asia, we've driven coast to coast in the USA. We've navigated the rivers of the world in dugout canoes and onboard luxury cruises and eaten our way around the best that Europe has to offer. We've made loads of friends along the way who are experts on their part of the world. And in this series, we'll share their inside knowledge to help you create the best travel experiences. So, make sure your seatbelt is fastened tight and low and your loose items are placed in the seat pocket in front of you. Welcome aboard. This is Seat 56A. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we continue our exploration of New Zealand. This time, we're exploring the South Island. And Rod, let me tell you, if you haven't been to this part of New Zealand before, this is the stuff that postcards are made of. Indeed they are. Today, we're back with our mate Tony Saunders, our New Zealand expert, as he shares his favourite itinerary and how to get the best from a vacation in the South Island. We track down the best pie shop in New Zealand, and despite turning Arrowtown upside down, we can't find any trace of Sam Neill, his winery, or the hunt for Red October. So make sure your seat's in the upright position, and let's hit the majestic South Island of New Zealand. Welcome back, Tony. Kiora. In our previous episode on the North Island, um, we covered quite a comprehensive itinerary, and we approached that from the perspective of a, a fly-drive holiday, um, whether that was a motorhome or a car. In the South Island, is the South Island as uh, friendly towards that type of holiday as, as the North Island? Yeah, it is, absolutely. But certainly uh, my, um, my favourite mode of transport around the South Island is, you know, is certainly the camper van. You can't go past the camper van experience in the South Island where you can just wake up and just... Um, be immersed in the natural beauty of the environment. You can be driving down the road and just quite easily see the incredible scenery that there is on offer. So, and driving a camper van is actually much easier than I think a lot of people realise. So, you wouldn't have to necessarily have had any previous experience with a camper van to to navigate the South Island. No, from what I understand, you only need a car license, and uh, the ones that I've driven have been power steering. Um, which makes, yeah, they're actually quite easy to drive, quite straightforward to drive uh, than I think what a lot of people realise. And really the only difference to driving around New Zealand um, to Australia, uh, there's a few subtle differences, but the main one is just there's there's a lot more corners. Um, There's not as many straight roads, so you just need to be a bit more aware of of winding around um, roads, which in itself is a great way just to see the different types of landscape and scenery on offer rather than just driving straight ahead. Tony, you're recommending for us a nine-night drive itinerary in the South Island that starts in Christchurch and then it makes its way up to Kaikoura in the northwest. Then it seems to meander its way back down through the south to Milford Sound and then finally finishes up in Queenstown. So why did you choose that particular itinerary for our listeners and what are the big highlights that they could look forward to on that journey? I just love arriving at Christchurch, so flying into Christchurch where... If you come in during the day, you'll come across the Southern Alps and it's just an incredible introduction to the beautiful scenery mm. that is on offer in the South Island. So you land at Christchurch, and uh, which is a city in itself that offers so much 
to visitors. Uh, you know, I, I love punting on the Avon River. Um, I love um, the hot, you know hot air ballooning, um, and uh, the other really remarkable experience is taking the uh, Transalpine train uh, from Christchurch across to the west coast or the other side of the South Island. But it's just a great place to start, I think, uh, in terms of uh, a South Island holiday. And from there, it's just really easy to get on the highway and head up to Kaikoura. Great thing about Kaikoura, it's a, just a very lovely coastal town. So right on the coast there, it's very easy to see whales. I believe it's to do with the depth of the water. Um, so the the, uh, the ocean is very deep and it runs right up to the, the coastline. Um, and because of that, it means that the whales come a lot closer to shore than they would otherwise. And what the, time of year are people most likely to see whales in that part of from the what world? I believe all through the year and um, and the success rate of seeing whales on um, is very high so the whale watching tour last time I um, I was there the um, you know it was the high 90 percent that we would see wow. a pot of whales pretty good odds absolutely and um, you know there's nothing quite like being surrounded by these you know natural wonders being wonders of the world being the whales so um, that's that's an absolute highlight um, of the South Island and then another really fun and interesting experience just actually if you like seafood um, is actually getting uh, some crayfish and some uh, some hot chips and just sitting down on the rocks uh, next to the water and just eating fresh crayfish and hot chips. You can't beat that. Wow. Uh, That'll do me. That'll yeah. do me. And it sort of gets your, your senses ready to go because uh, you're not far away from the great uh, Marlborough wine region. So if you jump back in the car and, you know, within an hour or two, you're heading up to the top of the South Island into the Marlborough region where every square inch of Marlborough is literally – what felt like at least was literally a winery. Yeah. <laughs> so, so about- You're watching whales in one part of the day having a fresh crayfish lunch um, on the rocks with some hot chips and then you're in the wine district two hours later. Yeah, and look, I think it's even less time travel time than that, but uh, that's exactly right. And uh, That's fantastic. It is, it is. And look, you can spend a night or two in Kaikoura before, before you even get to Marlborough. So you don't have to rush it. In fact, I wouldn't record it. Now, we've talked before, Tony, about uh, Rod's uh, famous wine blending uh, expertise. <laughs> if, if, if somebody like Rod with Rod's uh, expertise in wine yes. wanted to pick only one wine district on the South Island, I'm going to put you on the spot again. Is, is Marlborough the place to go or are there other wine districts that people don't know about that they really should have on their list? Well, the two world-famous winery regions of New Zealand, um, obviously Marlborough, particularly for uh, the, the incredible Sauvignon Blanc, um, but then obviously you've got the um, Otago Pinot. Um, Pinot Noir? Pinot Noir uh, and the Otago region, so further down the bottom of the South Island, they're, they're two world famous wine regions that you've got to you've got to visit if you have an interest in those wines. So going back to Marlborough, Tony, we've just enjoyed the wines of the Marlborough region. Where are we off to next? We'd, we're off to where I, if I was going to live in New Zealand, back in New Zealand, this, this was where I would live, which is in Nelson, which is not far from Marlborough, uh, near the top of the South Island, and it has everything on your doorstep. Um, that you could want in terms of outdoor living, uh, notably the uh, Abel Tasman National Park, 
which is where I had uh, part of my honeymoon. Um, and if you love um, kayaking or hiking or um, just exploring you know, native bush, this is definitely a, yeah, the Abel Tasman National Park is, is a must do. Uh, but Nelson backs onto a harbour itself, um, and uh, there's just everything there that you know that, that you would love in terms of um, you know natural uh, the, the natural environment. Um, and it's not a very it's 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 not too small and it's not too big as far as towns go. So it's a great part of the country. So in terms of enjoying the, the walks and the scenery around Nelson, it sounds to me like uh, you don't necessarily need to be a hardcore overnight trekker to, to, to get amongst it. There seems to be lots of uh, options for every type of adventurer. Absolutely. There's, there's day walks, you know, short day walks, um, as much as there is big overnight hikes. So it's there's something for everyone when it comes to – to walking and hiking, um, and likewise, even for you know, kayaking, you know, um, you know, in the rivers or uh, on the coastline there. So it doesn't matter, um, you know, what your ability level is. There's something for everyone. This is a little bit like uh, Rod for me. This is a bit like discovering uh, the the diving opportunities on the North Island. I, I had no idea that Nelson was uh, that offered that amount of variety. So um, it's a really important addition. To, to any itinerary, that for, particularly for first-time travellers, it would seem. It definitely sounds like a must, doesn't it, in the South Island? It does. From Nelson, where are we heading? We're heading down the mighty west coast of the South Island. Uh, so this is what is known as the untamed part of the country, um, which is more more just because it's uh, you know very lots of natural, rugged bushland, but very easily accessible. So uh, it's you know it's very the the roads certainly run right through there, and there's lots of places to stay. But the um, the bush in particular is just is just stunning and you know, beautiful natural rivers, and of course you've then got the uh, the famous glacier, um, which is really popular with Australians. Um, so definitely check out the glacier when you're on the west coast of uh, the South Island. So Tony, I'm impatient to get back to. Uh to Queenstown. It's a part of New Zealand that I have been lucky enough to visit. And uh, apart from being a wonderful inclusion on, a, on an itinerary, it's a wonderful standalone destination in its own right. Um, so uh, are, are we close? Are we nearly there? We're nearly there, but we're going to make you wait a little bit longer, Paul, because we're going to stop at a little town called Arrowtown, which is a must visit. Uh, it's a quaint little old mining town. Um, and you've, you've, it's just beautiful pie shop a um, couple of lovely little cafes but just the character the history and the personality of the town is is really nice so I'd definitely stop at Arrowtown and the river that flows through there Tony that's that's where I took my kids gold panning one time mm. got precisely zip in gold yep. but it was a lot of fun very right. you fun you did eat all the pies panning. though I remember Rod I did I do love a pie Talking about Arrowtown, Tony, mm. I understand that the actor, New Zealand actor Sam Neill, lives not far from Arrowtown. Would we see him on occasion? Would he pop out and do a few lines from Hunt for Red October? Perhaps he'd take some of Sean Connery's line. I don't know why we had a Scottish accent for a Russian uh, submarine commander. We're going out into the Pacific to do some missile drills. <laughs> has, he, has he got his geography right, Tony? Uh, not really. Um, 
it's it's he's, he's uh, his winery is in a little town called Clyde, which is actually south of Queenstown. Um, but you are right; he um, it is that part of the, you know in the South Island is his home and um, uh, his his winery um, Twin Paddocks is uh, is producing some excellent Pinot, and uh, it's also a beautiful part of the South Island. Very much the wine of that central Otago area, isn't it? The Pinot Noir, world famous in Otago for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. I'm just about to switch on the in-flight entertainment. A quick recommendation, though, from everyone here on the flight deck. Tune into seat 56A to get all the insider tips you need on your next vacation. Seat 56A, best travel podcast ever. Excuse me, sir. Passengers can't be using the PA system. Please return to your seat immediately. Well, that would be seat 56A, of course. Right, that's it. You're coming in cuffs. Shouldn't we go for a drink before you break out the cuffs? I mean, I don't even know your name. Become a travel insider and subscribe to Seat 56A today. So surely Queenstown must be on the horizon through the windscreen now. I think I can see it. You can see it. Uh, I think it's about 45 minutes drive from Arrowtown and you arrive in uh, in Queenstown where you're immediately uh, spellbound by... um, the mountains surrounding the beautiful, gorgeous lake and this little town, Queenstown, that's edged right on the lake there. Um, so it's a little alpine village um, and you just feel like you are in paradise. Um, it, it's a re- it has a real effect. It, well, it certainly did on me. It had an amazing effect on me. I was already honestly planning my next visit on the drive into the place. That's that's how picturesque it is. And, and even though you've already seen some amazing things, uh, scenery-wise, driving into Queenstown is uh, is one of my favourite uh, travel memories of uh, from around the world. It is, and uh, it's one of the you know the places in the world where the f- the fly flying in is uh, is a big part of the experience because you're f- you're flying through the mountains to get to the runway, and you feel like you can put your arm out the window and, and actually touch the mountains. Um, it's quite incredible, um, and it's one of those one of those parts of the world that doesn't disappoint um, anyone who visits there, even you know when the weather might not be that great, is still just blown away by the picturesque um, beauty of this alpine town uh, that everyone loves called Queenstown. It's a great hub too. I mean, we've talked about um, how accessible some of the wineries are around there, but in terms of the touring options that you can do from there, uh, helicopter joy flights over glaciers and across snow-capped mountains. Um, again, I you know, there's some great adventure activities that can be done out of there. Uh, uh, historic ferry ride on the on the lake itself. There's so much to do. What 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 if you said there are two or three things that you should not miss out on? Um, in this part of the world, what would they be once you're in Queenstown? I'd say take the take a flight over to Milford Sounds on a little charter flight, because um, on that flight, you know you will see that you'll obviously you'll see the Milford Sounds, but just on the way there and back, you'll just see just phenomenal, breathtaking uh, scenery as well. So certainly, um, a flight in, in and around Milford Sounds would be one. Um, if you're like me and you love um, adventure sports. Um, then um, obviously there's the skiing is world class, but actually um, 
in the warmer months, you can actually mountain bike. Um, as well, some incredible mountain bike trails as well. So uh, right in town there, there's a gondola that takes you up onto a peak uh, where there's a restaurant at the top there. But you can actually, once you're at the top of the peak, you can then mountain bike down the, you know, down the other side, which is a, an incredible experience in itself. Um, and then another one which I love is just is just the hot pools. So the Olsen hot pools in town there. And uh, especially if you had a hard day of skiing, there's nothing better than just soaking up um, you know, the warm springs of the Olsen hot pools. The lake there is very popular too because you have the old steamer on there, the SS Earnslaw. I think it's still there. It is. It's, a, it's an iconic part. It's an iconic attraction in Queenstown and uh, adds a lot of character to the town. And um, you can sit to actually, when you arrive or any time of the day, you can just go down to the, the lakefront and just eat your lunch on the lake and just watch the world go by, watch the Earnslaw go by, and it's just a very peaceful. The old steamer. The old steamer. Very peaceful experience. Some great eating in the town as well, I remember. Lots of uh, great restaurants so, the, to cater for all tastes and budgets. Exactly, exactly. And all, you know, a lot of uh, uh, really well-known Kiwi chefs are based in Queenstown. Um, so there's certainly, you've got your your, your choice of um, just beautiful, you know, New Zealand uh, produce cooked um in a very authentic way, Kiwi style. Um, but you've also got the world-famous Ferg Burger. So, um, cool. You have to tell us more about that. So Ferg Burger is an institution in Queenstown where it's a must-do. Um, the burgers really are that good. Um, there might be a little bit of a queue out the door, no matter what time of day. Um, it's uh, it's really popular and the burgers is just juicy and just mouth-watering and just never disappoint. But Ferg Burger is, is an institution where are now, I think we've even got uh, Ferg's Bakery next door, which gives you pies of <laughs> same similar quality. I remember Ferg Burger. I, I had one there. It was just amazing food. And there's also uh, a place, and if I've got the name right, I think it was called the Cow Shed. Yep. Where you can sit on a leather couch in front of a roaring fire, have yeah. a nice uh, scotch, and uh, and enjoy a pizza. Yeah, that's it. And that's that's the beauty of most restaurants or cafes in Queenstown is they do have the roaring fire any time of day. So I love even just having breakfast, a big bowl of hot, you know, beautiful porridge, and sitting in front of the fire. Mm. Um, but uh, food burger, I've you know I've been known to go there at three o'clock in the morning on their way home from a night out and then being back there for breakfast at 9am if that same. <laughs> well, that wouldn't suit us. We're normally in bed about 8 o'clock, aren't we, Paul? That's right, that's right. I, I must uh, just draw us out of Queenstown again for a minute. Uh, you mentioned uh, the, the flight out to the Sound. Um, again, if budget's only extended to one flight as part of this holiday, is that the must-do flight? Is that the one you must absolutely have on your list? Certainly for that part of the country, uh, Paul, and there's lots of beautiful scenic flights or you can hot air balloon or, um, or you know, bungee jump is another form of flying, isn't it? So you can throw yourself off a bridge or be thrown off a bridge. Um, and, uh, look, I, I, I just think if you've never bungee jumped and you've got an inkling of ever doing it in your entire life, this is the time to do it. Do it in Queenstown, do it on the bridge. And you will never and do it where the sport was invented, huh? Exactly, AJ Hackett bungees. Um, you cannot go. It's it's it, you it will, you'll thank yourself. Um, it's a once in a life opportunity to do a bungee jump for sure. I know um, I'm going to get into trouble that because, for that uh, comment because uh, there are plenty of ancient cultures who would also claim uh, uh, variations on the theme of bungee jumping. But uh, I know New Zealand tourism like to say that uh, they invented it, and I'm happy to support that. Well, probably commercial, commercialised it, I think. 
So we're coming to the to the close of our podcast for today, Tony, but is there any other highlights that uh, you think you'd like to add in for people going to the South Island of New Zealand? One of the, my favourite um, experiences of all time was actually doing the Otago Rail Trail, so actually cycling through the middle uh, or bottom of the South Island um, over five days and nights was just phenomenal. So we're talking about Lord of the Rings country here. Uh and you don't have to be um, you know, super fit or an advanced cyclist. You know, um, it's just a way to explore the country at your own pace. And you'll just you come through little towns who might only have a pub and a bakery and a servo, um, and you'll stay at an Airbnb or a, a farmhouse. Um, and the, the locals genuinely love visitors in town. So if you go to the pub that night, they'll genuinely. Uh, like to hang out with you and have a chat and get to know you. Um, but that whole experience of cycling through um, the South Island um, at your own pace um, is in, in that type of scenery and landscape. Is and again, just- I know from uh, I know from experience, or sorry, the experience of some good friends of mine that it's a great family holiday idea and and that you don't need to be uh, a cyclist who's out there on the road every day it's 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 open to all levels yes exactly exactly so i'm looking forward to taking my young uh, boys in a year or two time um, but yeah you don't have to be uh, an, an advanced cyclist by any means uh, i know my friend's wife was very worried before the trip about the uh, human bike seat interface uh, and the discomfort it might cause her interface with the bike seat. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, she said she had a great time. There was no reason for her to be stressed. It was a really wonderful Yeah, a lot of it is actually um, there was an old railway lines where they've ripped up the railway lines themselves and left the tracks, the trails, and you just literally just wind your way through the countryside and um, you, know, you go through old railway tunnels. Even just cycling through an old railway tunnel is quite an interesting experience in itself, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's one of my favourite holidays in New Zealand. Tony, thanks so much again for for joining us today. I mean, that was a wonderful insight to the, to the South Island. And, yes, New Zealand is, of course, one country, but the, the beauty of it is that uh, you can really – either put the the two islands together. I think what you've proven is it's easy to put the two islands together. You shouldn't make the mistake of uh, dismissing the north. Um, But also uh, it's the wonderful advantage is that you can have two holidays. You can go and do the South Island, have a great holiday, and then return and do the North Island and have uh, an equally wonderful and different experience. So thank you so much for for uh, bringing that to life for us. We really do appreciate your time and your passion for this part of the world. No problem. 